Welcome back to the No Huddle, where we go up-tempo to review the week before and preview the week ahead. Wild Card Weekend has come and gone, and we are moving on to the divisional round. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Hanson. How are you doing today? Doing really well. Uh, that was an exciting Wild Card Weekend, um, setting up, again, a very exciting divisional round. The playoffs are upon us, Ethan. What, how are you feeling? You know... It was great to watch some amazing football this weekend. Uh, three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. The first time that's ever happened. Super wild card weekend is what they were calling it. There you go. And uh, I watched that game on Nickelodeon. I don't know if you did or <laughs> I did not. I did see uh, some of the highlights. Uh, that was interesting the to watch. The slime bath after yeah, a touchdown. A touchdown yeah. yeah, that was pretty funny um, stuff. But, yeah, no, some, some really good games, some upsets. Um, and, you know... I think we kind of could see the upsets coming maybe a little bit. Uh, but, you know, every game competitive, there wasn't like, oh, my gosh, a blowout, blowout. I mean, the Browns kind of blew them I mean, out. The, but the, the score st- looks yeah, closer than what it actually was. I mean, it started off 28-0, um, you know. But let's get right into the Saturday games. Let's do it. Uh, the first one, uh, Colts at Buffalo. Uh, the Bills were favored in that one. Um, the Colts covered the spread. They did. Um, which was impressive because the spread was six and a half points, which is only a touchdown. Um, the Bills won that one 27 to 24. Um, they, they did enough to win, but it's not like the Colts did not have opportunities to win that game. I'm going to tell you a little story, Ethan. I was uh, ice fishing with my family and some friends <laughs> on that Saturday, and I have some good buddies in Indianapolis, okay, that are big Colts fans. And I went to myself, I bet you I'll have a ton of texts when I start driving home, when I start yeah. getting into more, yep. you know, better reception areas. Sure enough, on the way home, my phone was blowing up, okay? <laughs> and by the time I got home and looked, 49 text messages from my two buddies wow. from Indy who were texting all throughout the game. Yeah. And so I, I read this short novel that they sent me, and bottom line, what I learned is the Colts had a lot of opportunities uh, that really could have made a difference in them winning yeah. that game. And my buddies uh, really blamed Frank Reich, the head coach, for some really questionable decisions. And so one of them, yeah, was, yeah, go ahead. Uh, that, that fourth and five early in the game, I believe it was the second quarter with about eight, seven minutes left in that quarter. It was, I want to say, it was. 10-7 Buffalo at the time, and, you know, it was 4th and 5, and they decided to go for it, and they the didn't Colts get it. Did. Okay. And the Bills came down and scored a touchdown in that, and after that possession, and, you know, they had opportunities. Blankenship missed a 32-yarder. Yes. Yep. Um, you know, they had an opportunity at the end to, to win it. Um, I mean, Rivers is old, so I kind of did not, wasn't surprised that he didn't get it there. Um, that's why I think he's retiring. Why would you... Because Brissett's got a bigger arm, you know. But Brissett's a free agent too. Yeah, but um, you know, it, it's not for the lack of opportunities. It wasn't like the or refs talent or talent or, or you know. It's the like, refs were a, probably one of the best refing crews I've seen all year. Uh, I didn't really question any like big calls besides for that one uh, fumble that they had at the end that was not ruled a fumble. I think almost everybody knew that one was a fumble. That's what they gave that gave them the opportunity, uh, but it didn't, they did not capitalize on it. And the Bills, they did enough, you know. Yeah, I mean, a huge, huge win for, for Josh Allen and the Bills. Um, 
you know, to give themselves a chance again in the next round here. Um, although they, you know, this will be a really interesting game, you know, coming up that they'll have um, against the Ravens. I think that's a really interesting matchup. But to beat the Colts, who have a pretty veteran team, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that's a big win for, for the Bills. Um, and really... And Bills Mafia. <laughs> and Bills Mafia, but a really big loss for the Colts because they were kind of going mm-hmm. a little bit all in with a, a veteran quarterback in Rivers. They thought that might be the difference for them. You know, we finally have a quarterback that's experienced and can kind of help us take the next step. Uh, we have a rookie running back, Jonathan Taylor, that's you know been great down the stretch. They thought they had a good opportunity to knock off the Bills, and they really did. And they yeah. came up short. So it'll be really interesting what the Colts do this offseason. They got some some big decisions to make. You know, looking back at the, the Colts' schedule, you know, they didn't necessarily look like a playoff team. I mean, they squeaked by the Texans twice, right? They uh, came back from behind against the Packers. Packers okay, probably... That is probably their biggest win of the yeah, season. it was their biggest and win of the season. And that was a, I mean, a gut check win yeah. for them. They came back down big in the yeah. first half and hung on and won that game. Um, but you you look at their schedule and you're just like they could easily have been like an eight and eight or a seven and nine, but they were ten and six, and that's why they made the playoffs. And then you see them, and then they compete with the two seed. That says a lot about what what their program is being built by. And to your point, I would say they were a pretty inconsistent team, mm-hmm. which is what happened. Like was yep. what happened in the Bills game showed up right. They had some big wins this year. They had some bad losses. They had some teams that they probably should have beat big, and they barely beat. You know, uh, that inconsistency showed up in this Bills game, which was the reason they ended up losing this Bills game, right? Right. So Rams-Seahawks, Seahawks Seahawks favored four. Obviously the Rams covered in. Would you say this was the biggest upset of wild card weekend here? Um, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say that. I would probably say Brown Steelers. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. Because the Rams have beaten the Seahawks already once. Okay. Earlier in the year, but boy, it seems like when the Seahawks defense wasn't doing good, their offense was doing good. Yep. And then when their defense started figuring things out, their offense could do nothing. It's been a weird turnaround yeah. in Seattle. They they're also going to have a lot of question marks. Mm-hmm. So I saw that they fired their offensive coordinator already. Which this doesn't surprise me. Because again, like yep. you said kind of the second half of the season, their offense kind of disappeared and their defense stepped up. But this game, 30-20, to 20, looks very different than what the game was at one point. Um, it was 30-13 to 13 mm-hmm. at one point. And this, I mean, they score, um, the Seahawks scared, score a late touchdown, but this really was... Um, it was a Rams beatdown is what it was. They had control from start to finish. So... Yes, the, the Rams can... Well... I mean, it started off a very slow yeah. game, and like nobody was really. I thought it was just going to be trading field goals for the whole game. And the, really, what the difference was was Wofford went out. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback went, went out with a concussion, pretty brutal, yeah. like neck injury, brutal hit by Jamal Adams. And Goff comes in banged up, just had thumb surgery, and he, <laughs> two weeks ago, he's the difference yeah. really in the Rams. Kind of actually starting to move the ball offensively. Cam Akers had a big game running the football. Yeah. Over like 130 yards rushing. I will say this: Goff wasn't very good, but he was not what they were preparing for. So when you take a look at that, you know, you throw him in when they're you're preparing for like a probably they were probably preparing for Walford because it was almost more than 
unlikely is what they were saying that Goff would play. Uh, but when he stepped up, I don't know what happened, but holes for the for uh, Cam Akers started appearing. Uh, that offensive line worked really hard. And, and just uh, that calming veteran yeah, presence, maybe exactly. he just gave everybody a little bit of confidence yeah. when he walked in the huddle, you know. And I think I think he has that ability to be the the best player out there at a time. But when he's not, he's probably the best leader on that team. I think he he's very good in the huddle. Um, he can see stuff from a mile away. He's very he's a good veteran. I mean, and it's only his third year. I want to say in the league, fourth. Um, so I th- I think, I think you're fourth right. or fifth maybe, but yeah, I think you're right that when he came in, it provided more of a veteran, calming, you know, confidence booster uh, for that for that offense. And the Rams' defense is the real story overall. Yeah, the number right? one defense in the NFL. Number one scoring say. defense oh, in the yeah. NFL. Um, you know, we got to be careful there because I'm not convinced they're the best defense in the NFL. Who do you think is the best defense in the NFL then? That's a great question. I think. Um, you, I probably would have said Steelers prior to what happened against Cleveland. And all their injuries. And all their injuries, yeah. right? Um, but because if you look at the Rams' schedule, they shut out, or not shut out, but like had very few points scored against them against some really bad teams. Like mm-hmm. they fed off some really yep. bad teams. And like, so I, I do think they're going to lost to the Jets. I do think their numbers are a bit inflated yeah. when it comes to the best scoring defense. And, um, you know, not to get too far ahead, but I think that the Packers do have, you know, the weapons to attack that mm-hmm. Rams defense. Last game of this Saturday, uh, Super Wild Card Weekend, Buccaneers at the Washington football team. Buccaneers won 31-23, push on the, uh, on the betting line there. Uh, Taylor Heineke. I loved him. What? I personally did not see it coming. No. Um, no, no, no. I mean, wow. And he was was out there with a separated AC joint, I want to say, at one point. Late, late in the game, yeah. yeah. Or like in the third quarter. Yeah. yeah. I really felt like if he hadn't gotten hurt, they had a good opportunity to win that game. Well, and that's why picked, I picked him. And you picked him. Now, I, again, I... I don't like to bet against Brady because, you know, he's playoff got a pretty good yeah. track record in the playoffs. However, he's in a new team, so it's not the, the same old Belichick Patriot team that he's been playing for, so you never know. But um, Heineke looked like maybe the best player on the field for big chunks of the game, especially mm-hmm. early on. He had that run for the touchdown where he laid out mm-hmm. and scored. That was incredible. He was great in the pocket all day, escaping pressure, making some big throws. In fact, early in that game, his wide receivers dropped a couple passes that he put on the money that yep, would have made a difference bat, yeah. in this game had they caught the ball. So, I know I love Tyler or Taylor Henneke. He was great. He was fantastic. But ultimately, the Bucks are two months offensively and win the game. You know, I think their key to keep winning games is Antonio Brown. Five, four touchdowns in his last five games, I believe. Kind of starting to look like his old self a little bit. I think bit. he's finally kind of getting into yeah. football shape slash learning their playbook, mm-hmm. kind of developing that chemistry back with Brady. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, that is a huge, obviously, addition that they had to add a caliber talent like that. You know who had a horrible game that game? Chris, Chris Godwin. Godwin. Yeah, he dropped a lot of Oh, passes, my yeah. word, he dropped four balls. And all of them were catchable. It's not like they were, like, tough catch. I mean, so, I mean, 
probably won't see that again from him, but he had a rough game uh, overall. Credit to the Washington football team, 7-9. and nine. They did not play like a 7-9 and nine team. Uh, that team has been through a lot. I mean, obviously, Ron Rivera. Yep. Uh, cancer. cancer. He beat, yep. He's beat cancer, I believe, finally. Yep, I think um, so. And then they went through the whole Dwayne Haskins, Alex oh, Smith word. phase. And then they get into the playoffs, and Heineke's making moves. And, you know, I personally thought they had a chance to win the game. Um, and they proved it. Yeah. They they had opportunities. I think I think they needed they need more help uh, on the offensive side of the ball and the wide receivers. Hundred percent. Their defense is good. Yeah. Um, I think well, maybe I mean, a little even bit of help in the secondary. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think they do need help in the secondary. Yeah. Um, I do think um, that Ron Rivera was the, a great hire for that program. They needed a stable mm-hmm. veteran guy and he was that he was it, yeah. gave them confidence i mean again you mentioned how many quarterbacks did they go through four four different starting four, quarterbacks yeah. over a season and they make the playoffs and i know we keep harping on nfc least and we kind of yeah. give them crap but they were right in that game with the buccaneers mm-hmm. they were right in the game with the buccaneers and uh ron rivera gotta give him a ton of credit um and i think they have to sort out kind of this QB situation going forward. I would not be surprised if Washington is in the market for a veteran to pair with possibly a young guy. Alex Smith is still unsure whether he'll come back or not. He said he's got to take some time and figure it out. Um, so, there, you know, there's some question marks there. But um, I think Washington could be the class of that division again next year and uh, make the playoffs with a slightly better record. Question for you. Heineke is a, a free agent uh, after this season, which it's over. Yep. Do you think Washington's going to bring him back? I think if they can get him on a nice little deal um, and have him compete with, you know, maybe Alex Smith comes back and another veteran, or uh, maybe they, you know, draft a young guy yeah. to also come in and compete. Um, if I'm them, I saw enough from Taylor Heineke that I liked that I would give him, a, give him an opportunity mm-hmm. for sure. The Sunday games, Ravens Titans. Uh, Ravens won that one, twenty to thirteen. Uh, got the over on the spread. And I remember you texted me. The Titans were up ten nothing at one point, and you go, "Dang, that Titans pick is looking really darn good." And I texted you back, and I said, "There is a lot of football game you sure still did. left to play." You sure did. And sure enough, the Ravens come back and they won that one. They held the Titans to only three points, I believe, after the first quarter. Yeah. You're right. They and, finished and they with stopped, 13. They really stopped Derrick Henry 65 yards. Only. Derrick Henry did not look good because that defense was constantly penetrating in the backfield and gang tackling all day long. They kept stacking the box and daring the, the Titans to throw, and they just couldn't do enough in the throw game. That Ravens defensive game plan was money. And then Lamar Jackson did a lot of nice things with his feet and with his arm in this one. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know where that game has been coming from for him. I mean, he's going back to his MVP self like he was last year. Uh, he had some really, really, really bad weeks yep. in the early season. And he did have a bad interception early in this game, Oh, too. yeah, yeah. Really bad interception. That was, yeah, he, he threw was the ball downfield. Terrible. Bro, where are you? Where, where yeah. are you throwing? I mean, he was that? under pressure, yeah. which was part of it, but it was a terrible throw. Yeah, and terrible. you know, you know who intercepted that? 
Malcolm Butler, you know how long it's been since he had his last interception? Yes, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. And they were the talking Patriots about it on the air, to yeah. win the game. Um, yeah, I, I, I heard that. But, you know, credit to the Ravens. Uh, they were almost down and out for the counter uh, after they lost four out of five games, I believe it was. Including a, twice to Tennessee. Yeah. Right? They lost both games to Tennessee in the season, I'm pretty sure. In the regular season. I think or they only they played, played one once. Sorry, once. Uh, but I believe they did lose. They did. Derrick yeah. Henry broke a run in the... Um... Yeah, they they, uh, they lost in overtime. Okay. Uh, they yeah, had, they had the Henry lead. Derrick Henry broke a, a run in overtime. Yeah, they yeah. had the lead, and then yeah. the Titans did their traditional comeback in the fourth quarter and of course they did. win the game. Not um, this time, though. Not no. this time. Uh, and, and the Ravens' defense, give them lots of credit. They were locked down. Uh, I know A.J. Brown had a touchdown, but, you know, after that touchdown, he really – him and Corey Davis weren't really effective Corey much Davis in the past Davis might have been game. banged up because late in the game he was on the sideline. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not really sure what was the deal there. Moving into the Bear Saints, uh, the Saints win this one 21-9, and it really wasn't that close. The Bears' offense couldn't do anything. Now, I will say – had they completed that pass that went right Devon through Wims. Wims' hands in the end zone, which was a beautiful play design, beautiful throw by Trubisky. This could, that could be a, this could be a com- very different outcome or because the game momentum would have changed dramatically. Doesn't happen, though. Wims drops a surefire touchdown, and the Saints are able to do enough, you know, score a late touchdown to really put this one on ice. The Bears score with no time left. Yeah. Uh, so this looks a little bit closer, but really the Bears weren't really offensively in this game. I wasn't necessarily impressed with the Saints' offense. I wasn't in this game. Twenty-one points against the Bears team. Uh, their defense was good. I yeah, mean, Bears but the, the Bears' is offense bad. is bad. Yeah, they've been decent re- recently. Good. Yes, um, but you also have to remember the Saints' defense is good too. Yeah, though I don't think they get enough credit sometimes. They're one of the better defenses in the league right now. But I think. Personally, in my opinion, that Saints offense, I don't think it's going to be able to, you know, take them as far as people are thinking. I mean, they're going up against the Buccaneers this weekend. That They're going to have to hope that their defense locks them down and that they only maybe win on two to three scores. Because uh, if that game gets into a shootout, I don't think the Saints are going to have the power, uh, the offensive power, especially with Drew Brees, who can't throw the ball th- further down the, or <laughs> further than 15 yards downfield. Uh, you, you know, that, that worries me if I was a Saints fan this weekend. Um, but, hey, credit to the defense. They showed out. Uh, it was kind of s- nice seeing Jimmy Graham, uh, former Packer, former Saint, uh, go out with mm-hmm. a touchdown at the end. A beautiful catch because uh, we don't know if he's going to be playing again next year or what his plans are. Um, and everybody that watched the game on Nickelodeon, <laughs> I, that was the announcers were really bad, um, <laughs> but the whole idea of it was kind of cool uh, to get kids, you know, younger kids involved in in with football yeah. in the game. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it got like two million viewers on average. So you know, credit to Nick and CBS for yeah, it's for a cool idea. Out there, it's a cool idea um, for sure. Getting some younger youth uh, involved with the game. It's a good idea, you know. Um, let's move on to the Brown Steelers. 
Whoa, what happened in the first quarter, Ethan? I, I think it's because I picked the Steelers. You know, <laughs> Finally, for the first time. For the first time, I think I, I picked the Browns both times they played the Steelers, I'm pretty sure. And this is the first time I go Steelers, and the Browns are like, now we're gonna show up yeah. and play football. You know, you know, Ethan didn't pick me or pick us this week. Uh, we're gonna just go out there and hammer him. You know, I was watching. Uh, I don't remember, but I wasn't. I didn't watch the start of the game, and I looked down at my phone, and I go, "It's twenty-one nothing." <laughs> and then I looked again, and I go, "Oh my, it's twenty-eight nothing now." And I go, "Okay, so obviously something happened. Defensive turnovers, which there was. The first play of the game turned into a touchdown uh, yeah. for, for the Browns." Um, and you know that that score, the final score, is a lot closer than what it really was. The Browns had that game on lockdown pretty much since since the first, first quarter, first play. Well, well, I wouldn't go all the way first play because you still got to do yeah. other things. But um, I would definitely say yeah. after the first quarter, the game was over. Twenty-eight zero. It's yeah. very difficult to come back from that. You know, I think the Browns are playing very inspired by their fan base. It's their first time making the playoffs in how I don't even know how many years, 20, 20 something yeah, years. It's, it's, yeah. Um they you know, they haven't made the playoffs since I've been born. And they had And they've been really bad ones. And they had year. some excuse me, COVID issues yeah. with their coaching staff. That's and, the second time this yep, year. And and so they were I mean a lot of people did not expect this to happen. In fact, they were thinking the other way around in yeah. this one, which is again why we picked the Steelers, mm-hmm. um, but wow, credit the Browns staff, credit the players for stepping up and using it as motivation, really, uh, and nobody believed in them, and they, they obviously went out and proved people wrong, and the Steelers had been fading the final fourth of the season, so this wasn't necessarily surprising either. When the Steelers were 11-0, and I was telling you, you the did. most you overrated, overrated. 11 I was like, I, I still think their defense is good enough. Um and ever since that point, they were one and four. Yeah, it's impressive. So impressively bad. Yeah, um, <laughs> horrible fade. And they lost to some teams they should have never lost to. Well, the uh, Washington Football Team being one of them. Yeah, uh, but you know, yikes! What do you What do you think they're going to do with Big Ben? You think it's time for him to hang up the cleats? In my personal opinion, I if I'm the Steelers, I'm kind of ready to move on. I just think that. He is part of the reason they faded in the second half because he faded in the second half. So mm-hmm. their team kind of off, like offensively, they did not do a whole lot. Um, they seemed to really struggle offensively the last fourth of the season, and I think he was a big piece of that. He just didn't look like the same player. I mean, he's older. He's come off a lot of injuries on his body. Mm-hmm. He's taken a lot of wear and tear. Uh, yeah, I, if I'm the Steelers, I'm kind of ready for some young blood at quarterback. I don't know. I don't know where they go for that. Obviously, they're drafting. Deshaun Watson. I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to get traded. I'm going to say it right now. I, um, so, anyway, I'm going to go on record saying that he's not going to get traded, and it's all smoke right now. But, uh, regardless, I think Big Ben, it's time for him to hang him up. I don't, I'm not convinced he will, but I, I'm, I think if I'm the Steelers, I would hope he does. Me too. I think it's time. I mean, I think what will happen is he'll sign a one-year deal. and or Well, actually, is he? He's under he's contract. Not, so yeah, he's got, I think he's he, got like a $42 million cap hit for that. I know. I know. I, I think if I think Roethlisberger is going to want to come back for another year. I don't but think I'm the not, Steelers I'm want him. I'm not convinced the Steelers want him. 
Yeah. So I'm, I'm that'll be interesting you. to watch moving forward. So at the end of Super Wild Card Weekend, I was able to go four and two. Ethan, you were two and four, so not the greatest start. But oh. guess what? We've seen this script play out <laughs> before, so I'm not going to start tooting my horn and claiming victory in the playoffs here. You have come back in the regular season. You definitely have opportunity to do that again, but maybe not the start you were looking for with your predictions for Wild Card Weekend. I think I maybe should have gone a little bit safer in home bucks. Uh, but, but you know what? You weren't that far off I wasn't that far off. I wasn't that far off. You know, my picks weren't like they were bad picks. You know, they almost – the Titans could have won. The football team could have won. And you know uh, what? And then, and then you would have been looking at 2-4 and, four, exactly. and I would have been looking at 4-2. Exactly. And, two. and that's the thing about the playoffs. Yeah. These are good teams, and they all have a good chance exactly. to win. And that's part of it. So, breaking news last breaking night. Breaking news. The uh, Urban Meyer era is beginning in Jacksonville. Now – I, I personally, I, I like to hire, good coach. Uh, the only thing that I, you know, I'm a little skeptical of now is does he still go Trevor Lawrence or is he going to go Justin Fields, you know, with that first pick? I think the decision is made in Jacksonville that they are going to draft Trevor Lawrence. They better. I think there's no question in my mind. Um, at first, I didn't like this hire. At first, I was like, Rarely do college coaches work out, and this is a Matt rule. Okay, but you know, yeah. we, Nick Saban, yeah, probably the greatest college football coach of all time, mm-hmm. couldn't even hack it in the National Football League. So there's a lot of uh, examples of when it doesn't work out. And Urban Meyer's been out of coaching for a, a couple years now. I think so, two or three years. At first, I was not not a big fan of this hiring. The more I think about it, though, the more I can understand it for Jacksonville, and I'm actually kind of excited to see what happens. Jacksonville's got a good, young, talented nucleus. They have a mm-hmm. bunch of draft capital, and they have a ton of cap space. I think that this is actually a perfect fit for Urban Meyer, and I'm actually really excited to see what he can do with Jacksonville. I'm well, going to be right. I'm going to be honest and say I'm actually super pumped about. We this right saw now. it in college. He is one of the best like recruiters uh, to get talent in coming to Ohio State or Florida right. uh, at the time. Well, he was even women, winning at small little programs, exactly. which is why he got those big exactly. Teams. Yeah, and when you think of the NFL, you think and you think of Urban Meyer, you think you you think of national championships. He's when you think of the programs he's built at these schools. You know. I would go play for him. If I was a free agent this week, this year, I could get my money and I could be go, go or I could go and play for a program that's going to rebuild, start from the ground up and compete. And compete. And I think that's what they want when they hired Urban Meyer and I think that's what they're going to get. And have you ever heard a player that's played for him say anything bad about him? No, the only thing I've heard bad about him is that he cheated when he recruited. And that's why he left Ohio State. That's the only bad thing I've ever heard about him. But is there any cheating and recruiting guys for the NFL? Exactly. <laughs> There's not. So he can do whatever he wants, you know. Um, so I know I, I, I personally, I like to hire. Good for him. Yeah. I'll, I'll miss him on the, the big noon kickoff I don't, show. I really like his insight. Um, I'm not going to lie, as an analyst, I, I like I mean, like he was a little bit of Ohio State. Homer. Homer. Yeah, a little uh, bit. But. Uh, can't fault him, really. There, <laughs> you can't fault him for that. He was there for how many years? Uh, six, seven years, yeah, I believe, he coached there. Yeah. Uh, you know, good for him. Good for Jacksonville. 
Uh, it's time for them to start to rebuild, start competing. There's for some excitement some that Super Bowls. in Jacksonville that we, you haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's even big in itself for that, you know, uh, team and organization. So another head coaching hire. That just uh, broke, to Last night, Robert, uh, the 49ers defensive coach, Robert Saleh. Salah. Salah uh, was hired by the Jets. Now, I don't think the terms have come out of his deal yet. At least I haven't seen them. Yeah. How much money do you think the Jets are giving them? You know, I don't care what yeah. they're giving them. I think they knocked this out of the matters. park because I think he's a fantastic hire for the Jets. He's more of a no-nonsense guy, but he also is super passionate and really, I think, a player's coach. And I think he'll turn that Jets organization around. They needed this guy. Badly. Badly. I think he's... A, a home run hire for the Jets, um, and he will get the most out of whoever he has there. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. I, I do too. Uh, when when the Packers were interviewing for their head coach, uh, I kind of wanted him to, you know, sure uh, get get interviewed. He never did. Good thing we went with Matt Lafleur. Yeah, that's working out pretty uh, good. Twenty so six and six in his first two years. That's I think that's pretty bad. darn good. That's not too bad. Uh, and the interesting thing, Robert, uh, who's going to become the head coach, Robert Sillo. Yeah, his uh, offensive coordinator is going to be Mike Lafleur. Exactly. Matt LaFleur's oh, little oh, yeah. brother. And you know who where he was? He was in, in San, Francisco San Francisco with him. Yep. So that makes a lot of sense. I love that hire because I've yep. heard really good things about him, too. He's got some really cool offensive schemes. He does. And, and we've seen him already. Part of the reason the why Niners, Shanahan's yeah. been successful yep. is having LaFleur there. His, and... And Salah, yeah. you know Salah, yep. So that's that's yeah, that's I did not hear that's who he mm-hmm. was tabbing. That's a dynamite hire. I mean, yeah. that's great. Wow, I, I'm excited for the Jets now. Here's a question for you: Sam Darnold, their quarterback for next year, or uh, what do you think they do there? I I think yes. I think with the second pick, they're going to go Penny Seawall, that uh, offensive tackle, offensive tackle out of Oregon. Yep. That kid is. An amazing talent. Probably one of the best offensive tackles I've seen come and out. Pair of. him with Becton. Yeah. With like two stud bookends. Exactly. And then, you know, I think it is it's rebuilding time, so it's gonna take a it's gonna take time obviously for them to rebuild. Um but but that offense has been recently better. They've been they had a couple competing. wins down the stretch, Exactly. You know? Two of their wins have come against teams that are playing this weekend. Which is crazy. Yeah. They had more uh, t- wins against uh, playoff teams and some team that was in the playoffs. I can't remember That's who. That's insane. Because um, they beat the Browns and they beat the Rams. The Rams, yeah. So, Unbelievable. Um, when you look at it, I think I, th- I, I do think Sam Darnold's going to stay, but when you're bringing Salah, Salah in, you know, he's a passionate fire um, yeah, guy. Is. I yes, mean, I've is. seen him on the sidelines. Yeah, too. he's always. In the guy's faces. Oh, yeah. and, and I love that. I think. Players love that I, I, energy, too. And, you know, I think he is going to be a great fit in New York. Um, and He I, also I, is super well-spoken in his yeah. press conferences. When he speaks, he's very articulate. Like, yep. I just think he's intellectual, and but also that energy and that passion and that, you know, intensity that you need. I, I love the fit. Mm-hmm. I love the fit. I think the Jets finally knocked they it out. They got one right. They finally knocked it out of the park. And I also would agree with you that I think Sam Darnold's the quarterback. I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback in the top, you know, in the first round. If they draft one, I think it's it's maybe later in the draft. I also think 
that um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're shopping the number two pick because the Jets do have a fair amount of holes. If they get the right package for number two, mm-hmm. I think they take it without question, honestly. Yep. So, so you you said it earlier. You, you I did. You don't think Deshaun Watson? I going am going to gonna say that just Deshaun Watson will be the starting quarterback of the Houston Texans next season. I have also now heard. Now, keep in mind these are all rumors, of course, by high execs. Of That's course, what that they we are don't said. know who exactly, exactly they are. Yep. Um, that the Rams are thinking of going for him, shopping Jared Goff and a few picks. Mm. What do you think? I think there's going to be a lot of teams in, that are going yeah. to be shopping and trying to pry Deshaun Watson. I don't think there's ever going to be enough. Um, I would love to fit in L.A. I would love to fit in Miami. There's no place that you wouldn't love to fit. Deshaun Watson is a fantastic quarterback. He okay? can play good anywhere. He's a difference maker. Exactly. He, that's why he signed the biggest contract in NFL history recently. Like. He's a fantastic quarterback. Uh, he's an MVP-type player. Um, that is why Houston will not get rid of him. But, you know, I think it's possible, can happen. But I don't think he was going to get traded either. Uh, I think there's maybe a slight possibility, but I, I agree if with you. If you're the GM and your first move is getting rid of Deshaun Watson. a really young yeah. superstar... I think you already set yourself up for losing that job in a couple years. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Because yeah. who do you get in place of Deshaun Watson exactly. and a quarterback? Unless you're trading you're him downgrading. No, you're downgrading exactly. no matter what. You have a proven player that's young, just signed a huge contract, is an MVP caliber player. No, you don't do that in the National Football League. You don't. Speaking of quarterbacks, the Bears quarterback situation is in shambles, uh, like a lot of quarterback situations in the NFL right now. Uh, do you think they're maybe going to draft one, free agent, keep Mitch Trubisky, keep Nick Foles? What, what do you think they're going to do there? Yeah, I, I'm really not sure. Okay, um, here's the deal. Trubisky's a free agent, but Foles has still got a year left on his contract because um, he signed a two-year yeah. deal. Uh, so I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see because um, – I don't know. I could see them signing um, another veteran to pair along with Foles. I could see them doing a combination of keeping Foles and then drafting somebody young so that they can develop, you know, maybe play Foles this year and then develop this quarterback and give him a chance when Foles' contract comes up. I could see them trying to get a cheap deal for Trubisky now after kind of an up-and-down season and, like, just see how that works going forward. But. Either way, this is not a good situation because you're. It's it's either you're there's restarting. not like this clear cut yeah. like franchise quarterback per se on this roster. Right it's now. either you're restarting, yes, or you're keeping someone that's mediocre and hoping they yeah develop continue yeah. to develop and show you something so, that they haven't really. <laughs> same with you. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, this could go either way, um, but. Some of the free agent quarterbacks this year include Dak Prescott, Phillip Rivers, Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor, who um, just seems to get the bad side of everything, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett, Andy Dalton, and Mitch Trubisky. Uh, let's run through these. Let's give some predictions of where you think these guys are going to go. Let's start with Dak Prescott. I think he will be staying in Dallas next year. I also think he stays in Dallas, signs a big deal here in the offseason. Phillip Rivers... 
personally, I think is going to retire. Uh, but if he does stay, uh, New England. Really? I say he gets re-signed for a one-year deal in Indy. Jameis Winston, who is currently the backup quarterback for the Saints, I will stay, is going to stay with the Saints and win the starting position over Taysom Hill next year. Jameis Winston gets signed by the Washington football team. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Man, this man goes anywhere. I literally could see him going to any of the 32 teams. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick goes to New England. Okay. What about Cam Newton? Oh, yeah, I skipped over Cam Newton. That's Cam crazy. Newton. Cam Newton. Um, I think you could get him cheap. I think he would be a good quarter backup quarterback. Um, I say he's going to be the backup behind Derek Carr in Las Vegas. I say he's going to be signed and be the backup quarterback to one Justin Herbert in San Diego. Or, sorry, are they in San Diego? No, they're in no, L.A. L.A. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Got to keep track of this. I'm getting old. Tyrod Taylor, who is currently the backup in L.A., uh, who lost basically lost his starting position because someone punctured his lung. Yeah. Uh, back up uh, for Cincinnati next year. All right, you ready for this one? Goes and joins Urban Meyer and backs what? up the number one overall pick and Trevor Lawrence. That's not a bad idea. Okay. Jacoby Brissett, uh, I think he'll get re-signed by the Colts. Okay. I would say Brissett gets signed by the Cincinnati Bengals and backs up. Joey Burrow, and maybe even has to start a game or two early if Burrow's not 100%. Uh, Andy Dalton, ooh, uh, Washington football team. Interesting. I, I like that. I would say that he signs a, a nice smaller deal and stays in Dallas to back up Dak again. Mitch Trubisky, uh, I'm going Bears, but cheap. Cheap with the Bears? Yeah. Um, I also originally was leaning that way. Um, check this out. He signs a cheap deal uh, for New Orleans. Oh, that's not a bad Sean idea. And Sean Payton's like, you know what? I can work with this kid. Yeah. He is a, he's pretty good at developing quarterbacks. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? One person who is not on here, I believe, is a free agent is Marcus Mariota. Is no, he a he's free a, agent? He signed a two-year deal I got in you. Vegas, okay. so he's got a year left. Okay. Yep. Do you think he might get traded? Uh, I think it's a possibility. I don't think it'd be for a player. I think it might be for like a fourth, fifth draft pick. But I think like a Washington football team would love yeah. to add him. Yeah. Yep. Let's move into wide receivers. Love it. We got, we got some got, good ones. Yeah. yeah. We got a big, a really big year for free agency. Uh, even running backs are some good ones. We'll, we'll talk about those next week. Uh, we got Chris Godwin, Alan Robinson, Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller, Juju and Corey Davis. Man, those let's, are all good receivers. Let's right start now. with Chris Young. Godwin. Yeah, uh, coming off uh, coming out of Tampa, uh, I think this one might shock a lot of people. Uh, I think he signs a four year deal. He wants to go up north, and he's going to sign with the Green Bay Packers. False. Uh, that will not happen. Uh, however, uh, he will sign. Um, you know where he's going to go? He's going to sign with the L.A. Rams. Mm, I like He's going that. out west. Going to sign with the LA Rams. They need some more playmakers. Uh, he joins maybe Robert Woods and and Cup, and actually, you know, that's a nice little trio of of, of receivers there. Allen Robinson, the current uh, Chicago Bear. Uh, I could say him see, or I could see him staying in Chicago. Uh, but for the fun of it, I'm going to say he's going to go down to Houston and play with Deshaun Watson. Interesting. I think he goes to Jacksonville. 
And he's Where he been, already has been. Yes, he has, but I think it would be a great fit, a veteran receiver to add to Trevor Lawrence. And they got draft cap. Yeah. They have, uh, they have, the, cap, they have cap the cap space, space to do that. Kenny Galladay, uh, the Detroit Lion, who is coming off of a really, really um, weird season, weird and sad season for him, only got to play in four games. So I think that's going to hurt some of his uh, chances to get some more money. So I think he's going to be cheap, cheaper. Uh, I think he is going to go to a team out east in the Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh, that's an interesting one. I think the Lions are going to try to keep him. I mean, who else do they have at wide receiver? Quintus Cephas. So yeah, I do like Quintus Cephas, but I think they try to keep him. I think the Lions try to re-sign Kenny Galladay. Will Fuller, uh, I believe, will stay in Houston and join Allen Robinson. Okay, well... That's interesting. Uh, I do think that Houston does try to resign Will Fuller, though. Yes, I would say Houston uh, is where he has. Hear me out. This is why I'm saying this. Their defense is bad. Why not just go all offense and just win shootouts? Yeah, because that worked out well this year. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that worked out so good. Deshaun said, Watson. Let's also, go for it again. Deshaun Watson was his top receiver was Kiki. Dude, no, no, no. Listen. Like, even when Will Fuller was healthy with Cobb, with... It, they, they were still, winning. They were on a win streak. They what were like are you talking about? What are you talking about? You're, uh, no. Okay. What about Juju Smith-Schuster? I don't think he stays in Pittsburgh. I do not either. Um, I honestly have no idea where this man's going to end up. So, for the fun of it, I'll say New York Jets. Okay, that's, that's not bad. Um, I say he either ends up in New England. Okay. Or he ends up with the Giants. Oh, the both, other side of Both teams that really need a, a, a wide receiver. Yeah. And I think he has the opportunity to go to either one of those. Um, speaking of the Giants, just quick before we talk about Corey yeah. Davis, what are your thoughts of Julio Jones getting traded there? I think the Giants would try that. I think they would. Do you think the um, Falcons would do that? Uh, for the right price. I, I think the Falcons are in a weird situation. I think they ultimately are going to keep Julio. Because yeah. they're going to probably, I think, ultimately keep Matt Ryan for another year. Yeah. So I think they're going to try to just go all in with what they have and see if they can make it work. Yeah. Try to just add to that defense. I think they, they draft a quarterback, but Matt Ryan's the starting quarterback. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised with that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised um, with that. But I think that's a, a possible yeah. scenario. Corey Davis, uh, he's, he's going to stay in Tennessee. I think he either ends up wherever Juju doesn't, yeah. in New England or New York Gi- Giants. Got you. Sorry, Giants. You didn't pick anybody to stay at the same team besides for... Kenny Galladay, I did. Yeah. And, said... Will F- and Will Fuller. Oh, you did say Houston. I, I said yes. two yeah. of those players do, do stay with their original teams. I don't think I... I think I did one. Yeah. Oh, no two, because Corey Davis. Uh, but I, I, still, I still think the Houston Texans are going to go big on, on the offensive side of the they ball. They need to fix the defense. Well, with a new head coach coming in. Depends on who they hire. Yeah. Which well, way well, they go. If they get a defensive guru, then they're going defense. But if they get an offensive guy, I, I'm telling you, they're going, they're going heavy offense. We'll see. We'll see. So let's get right into the divisional let's round. Let's do the divisional round. Only four games, obviously. Uh, there's eight teams left. Uh, the Saturday game, the first one. Uh, which is on Fox. Your Green Bay Packers. Hopefully, hopefully we do not get Joe Buck uh, and Troy Aikman. Oh my word! Um, you can't I, handle I would that, hope you? they're going to the Bucks and Saints game. You would th- one would think they're going to go there. Yeah, you would think that. Um, but 
the Rams are the six, the Packers are the one, so the, the road to the Super Bowl in the NFC goes through Green Bay, who is now going to have fans in the stands. Uh, for the first time this year, the inflated number one defense versus the number inflated number one offense, I would there say, too. There you go, there you go. Points per game, we're yeah. talking. Um, Packers favorite six and a half. Got Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams. Got That's been Aaron the talk Donald of like the last Aaron week, Rogers. right? Yeah. You know, but the thing that worries me is the offense for the the, the, the Rams. Is it going to be? Is the Green Bay Packers defense going to hold them in the run game? Is Jared Goff going to come out and look like an MVP, like he uh, was kind of looking like? The answer is no to the second question and yes to the first. The Packers defense will answer the call. Here's what I think. Okay. I think the Packers' defense is sick and tired of hearing about how great this Rams' defense is. They've been playing much better down the stretch. I think they're motivated. I think they're hungry. I think they're healthy. I think they're ready to smack L.A. in the mouth. Uh, Jared Goff is not 100%. His thumb's still bothering him. It's going to be cold. The Rams are traveling from L.A. where it's nice and warm. Um, and I and also, they play indoors. They play indoors. I think this Packers offense, the same thing. They're motivated to be, hey, we're going to show this number one defense what we can do in the gold zone when they get down <laughs> in the 20s. Uh, I love your MVP, Aaron Rodgers. He's you know going, I, I got something to show you, Rams. Um, I'm going with the Green Bay Packers at home. Uh, the number one seed. Got some fans in the stands in Lambeau. Uh, I do think this Rams team does keep it somewhat close, um, but ultimately the Packers pull away um, in you know the fourth quarter and make it like a a twenty four to like sixteen twenty seven sixteen final something like that. Yeah, um, you know the keys to the win for or a Packers win for me, Marquez Valdez Scantling. That is my key to a win for them. Obviously, you have Jalen Ramsey on Devontae Adams. Uh, I don't know who the, the second corner on their depth uh, chart is. Uh, uh, t- uh, Troy Hill. So, MV- MVS is going to have to get open. He's going to have to. Don't sleep on Alan Lazard. Don't sleep on Robert Tonya. Don't sleep on Aaron Jones on I'm, the backfield. I'm not, I'm not sleeping on them. I'm just saying he's a key oh, yeah. for them. You know, given a, like a good long ball here. Exactly. Yeah. He's going to be vertically stretched. He's going to need to catch that 50-yard pass. Actually it, catch it? Yeah, that'll, actually be, catch that'll it. be a big thing. Yeah. Um, and if he does, I think the Packers win. And if he doesn't, I think it's close, but I still think the Packers win. Okay. Other Saturday game, the Saturday night game, Ravens-Bills. Surprisingly, actually not surprisingly, Bills are favored. For a second, I thought it was the Chiefs. Um, Chiefs-Bills preview of okay, yeah, the yeah. AFC Championship okay. game. You're, you're but, getting ahead. Yes. Uh, and the Bills here are going to win against a very, very hot Ravens team because of one thing and one thing only, the Bills Mafia. They are going to be louder than loud with only 6,700 fans, I believe, in the stands. Um, and and I think the offense just for the Bills is too much for the, the Ravens offense to, to stay uh, stay in touch with and give me, give me the Bills. Okay. Um, I'm conflicted on this one. I'm conflicted because the Ravens, like we talked about, have been hot. They grounded the Tennessee offense. 
Right. But this is a different Bills team that's definitely a pass-first mm-hmm. offense. Okay, So if we look at the contrast, the Titans are a run-first offense. What did Baltimore do? They stacked the box. They took away the, the number one uh, threat, which was Derrick Henry, and Tannehill couldn't really beat him with his arm. Um, I also am going to pick the Bills because I here's here's the recipe to, to beat the Ravens. You stack the box and you take away the running threat of Dobbins and Lamar. You have a spot. I think the Bills personnel defensively can do that. Um, I do think this game's really close, just like the the Bills Colts game. I do think it's like a well, I don't know twenty three twenty type game, but I do think the Bills pull it off. Yeah, I I think the matchup favors the Bills, um, and that in that pass game, yeah. it's hit, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs is just something else. I mean, every single week you you see Stephon Diggs nine ten catches one hundred and thirty yards. Uh, give or take I mean, a touchdown. The Ravens got a couple of decent corners, though, um, so we'll see. But yeah, I do, I do think the Bills but, will do enough here. Um, yeah, go Bills! Uh, Bills Mafia is going to be happy uh, going going to the uh, championship for the AFC. Moving into the Sunday games, we have Browns Chiefs. Chiefs favored ten. Now that's a big. That's a big. You know, big line there. That's a big ten line. points. That's a lot of points in a playoff game. I'm going to let you pick first. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. I'm going to go Chiefs. Okay, so um, here's the thing. I do think this game's close. I do think the Browns have maybe one of the better recipes to beat the Chiefs because of their ground game, uh, because of their play-action game, because the Chiefs' defense is really not great, to be honest with you. But I just think the Chiefs have these powerful offensive weapons. I just think that... The playoff experience of the Chiefs, the coaching of the Chiefs, the home game for the... I just think there's enough there that I'm going to go Chiefs. I don't know if they're going to win by 10 and cover the line, but I think they do ultimately win. I think this one's actually close. I think this one's like uh, like a 30-26 to uh, 26 game and Chiefs pull it off. But I do think the Browns score. I do think the Browns scored. I think they actually have a couple of nice, you know run game uh, statistically for um, Chubb and Hunt on the ground. And Baker Mayfield's, you know, has is adequate, but he just doesn't have enough to really, like, make big plays. So I'm going to go Chiefs in this one. Huh. Now, hear me out. <laughs> Can't wait to hear you out. Everybody that's listening... Say what you want to say at me right now. Let it out. I'm picking the Browns. Oh, my goodness. I'm going upset in... Uh, you can't pick against the Browns again. You're kicking yourself that you picked against them with the Steelers, yeah, aren't you? I am. And, oh, man. Um, that would be a massive upset. Here's here's why I'm picking them. Okay? Okay. okay. The Chiefs recently... Yes. Have not been playing as good as they have been in the earlier of the season. No, they have not. Um, they're putting on an average of like twenty four and a half points. I want to say, uh, and 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 they're they're coming off of a bye, a well deserved bye because they're yes. fourteen and two. Yep. Um, but I don't know. It 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 worries me that the Chiefs are just not the same that they were earlier in the season. That teams are figuring them out. 
The Browns just put up 48 points against one of the, de- the best defenses in the league. Now, give her seven of them were coming from the defensive side of the ball, so 41. But I, I like the Browns in this matchup. I think the Browns and the Bills are probably the two teams in the AFC all year that could have, have, the, fire, against have the firepower to beat the Chiefs. To knock off the Chiefs. And I think the Browns are lucky. They get some calls going their way. They get to an early lead, and I think they maintain that lead. They win by three points, 27-24. Okay. I mean, it's absolutely impossible, Ethan. And if you do pick this right, boy, will I give you the props. Hey. On the next episode, I will say some very nice things about I, you. I, I'm going for it. I'm okay. going big. I'm hitting all the right. home run. Go you. bigger, go home. They say, all right, last game of the divisional round, we have the five-seed Tampa Bay fighting uh, Tom Brady's versus your New Orleans Saints, the two-seed in New Orleans. Saints favored by three points. Now, Ethan, your turn to pick first. Bucks or Saints, and why? I am going with a uh, another upset. Okay, so you're taking the Bucks. I'm taking the Buccaneers. Why? I why do the Bucks knock off Drew Brees and the Saints? So the first time they played each other okay. was week one. Really early. Really early in the year. Close game. Close game. Saints won. Tom Brady was not, I don't think, 100%. In the playbook, it yep. seemed like he was a little confused on things. He was still learning his weapons, who to go to, when to go to it. Yeah. Uh, and then they played him, I believe, like week 10 or week 11 and got blown out. And that game wasn't even close. I think it was like 38-3. And I, th- I think the Bucks are looking for revenge. They have Antonio Brown now. They are hitting their strides. Their offense is just doing everything right when they need to do everything right. Their defense is stepping up when they need to step up. Uh, and I, I, the Saints' offense worries me a lot. Other than Elvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, who will not be a deep ball threat because Drew Brees doesn't know how to throw the ball 15 yards downfield, um, I, I, I think it sets up for a very... Good matchup for the Buccaneers. That's why I'm going with the Buccaneers. The Saints swept, Buccaneers close, though. The Saints swept the Bucks in the regular season. They did, and that's why I'm picking the Bucks. And the Saints, under Drew Brees, play really well against that Buccaneers defense. That Buccaneers defense is more of a zone coverage defense, and they don't get... A, you know they can get pressure on the quarterback, but this this offense for New Orleans, New Orleans is a quick, like quick, uh, get the ball out of Brees' hands and make quick decisions. And he'll find the windows. Drew Brees will find the windows. Um, and I think this New Orleans defense is one of the best defenses still left in this thing. Um, I actually think the Saints' defense is better. Probably than the, the best is, is better than the Rams' defense. Yeah. To be honest with you. With that being said, I mean, it is Tom Brady on the other side. Uh, and he's had a ton of postseason success. I am going to go with the Saints. Um, I think the Saints, Drew Brees knows this is his last season. He's retiring at the end of this. Um, and the Saints get it done. I do think this is a down-to-the-wire game. I think this is a 27-24 game-winning field goal. Saints last drive. Brees brings him down. And a 50-yarder is good at the buzzer kind of game. But I like this fact that it's played indoors here in New Orleans. I like the fact that Breeze matches up really well against this defense. Um, 
and they do just enough to get by the Buccaneers. And I think the mental piece of things, New Orleans owned the Bucs this year in two games, and I think they get the mental edge too. Um, Brady's not the same player that he was, you know, with New England. Um, he's not he's the same player than what he was the week one either. Yeah, I understand. He's better. That. Well, I mean, he at least understands the offense yeah. and has more weapons since the beginning of the mm-hmm. season. However, I just think if New Orleans will not, be, or uh, uh, the Buccaneers will not be able to run the football like they did against the Washington football team, New mm-hmm. Orleans will take that away yeah. and it's going to be third and longs. And guess what? What when does Tom Brady have trouble when he's under pressure? Mm-hmm. New Orleans will do a better job than the Washington football team's defense defensively. Um, and have a better, more dynamic offense than the Washington football team. I, I take the Saints. So we have two differences, Ethan. We both, both on picked the Saturday <laughs> games the same, yep. and both Sunday games we went opposite of each other. That's going to be fun to see what happens. I'm excited about the dis- divisional round. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. That is the no huddle.